Ryan Bio, and in case you were wondering, you are now listening to the Water Joke Podcast. A friendly disclaimer before you proceed, continued listening may result in one or more of the following. Involuntary and unrestrained laughter. <laughs> Learning new things. Uh-huh. Enjoyment, being offended, and falling in love. Uh-huh. And most importantly, always remember, please, don't take everything you hear on here too seriously. The abbreviation. An aspect of society and culture that I believe we can all agree is ruining our comprehension skills. Or is it improving it? Like how I can literally say I-J-W-T-G-H-B-I-C-B-I-A-H-R-T-P-E? <sighs> yeah. People who don't understand modern short forms must think this is a sign of the end times. But TBH... Abbreviations have been around longer than any of us realize. We've got EG, IE, AWOL, RSVP, X, and even OK. OK? As in O and K. Shocked? You've been saying OK for years, but it never crossed your mind that the two letters felt a little bit too odd. English language is weird. Even you guys listening, you never once thought, hmm, wonder what OK would stand for. Well, TBF, nobody really goes out of their way to research the history of words unless they're jobless. <coughs> yeah, triple it. Now, this is for the fans of period dramas or whatever. Like Bridgeton. OK was first used in the 19th century. So if Lord Olodoton from Bridgeton ever drops a long paragraph ending with, you are the bane of my existence, and lady who says that ton, <laughs> who clearly doesn't love him back, replies, OK, just remove Netflix, head instantly. OK started off as a joke. Small play in an old-timey Boston newspaper. Back in the day, rather than duel one another on the streets of town like the cowboys on the prairie at high noon, these pale gentlemen were innovating far more superior ways to do battle. Sarcastic jabs in view of the general public. Why draw blood when you can mildly annoy someone with a pun and a cleverly put-together paragraph? It's like that one Timmy Aditya joke about fighting public schools versus fighting private schools, because, bro, what the hell now? Anywho, come March 23rd, 1839, in a short throwaway item taking a sarcastic jab at a Providence newspaper, stood the abbreviation OK, next to the words, all correct. All spelled with an A. You'll understand the reason for the specification later. Why? Well, in the 1820s and 30s, in an attempt at humor, Stretching the very definition. Young educated elites deliberately misspelled words and abbreviated those misspelled words for slang, trying way too hard. So OK was published in the paper, shortening of all correct, spelled with O, O L L. The humorous misspelling of all correct, spelled with an A. Ha ha ha. 
God, these guys were so unfunny. And it seems like all good jokes went to die in Boston. Because instead of this editor being imprisoned for being outrageously unfunny, another appearance by this word was made three days later in another article, and it gained traction slowly in 1839. You know, it tends to take longer without Twitter. But by the end of the year, it had showed up in three other papers, the Boston Evening Transcript, New York Evening Tattler, and the Philadelphia Gazette. Now you know it's big news when it shows up in something called the Gazette. But wow, were they down bad. Plagiarizing a bad joke because I'm sure the original idiot didn't get paid for reuse. Now, you know about OK's humble beginnings, but why didn't it die in 1839 where it should have? And how has it now become one of the most destructive combination of letters in the English alphabet? Find out after a brief word from our sponsors. Hello there, sponsor here. The brief word for this episode is brief. Now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. Late the following year in 1840, the U.S. presidential election held. The candidates campaigned and they campaigned hard. Not like these guys these days, riding stationary bikes and sitting in children's classrooms. But that's not the U.S. election, that's the Nigerian election. We, I digress. The incumbent president, Martin Van Buren, faced a re-election campaign against William Henry Harrison of the Whig Party, spelled W-H-I-G, who was a war hero of Tippecanoe. Martin wasn't very popular in the polls, despite him being the current man in the chair. Why? Because of his mismanagement of a recession in 1937, a big stain on his presidential reign. And then you have men like Buhari, who despite all odds, mismanaged not one, but two solid recessions in back-to-back tenures. <laughs> not to talk of like when he ruled before. When you're bad, you're bad. His story is a true motivator for everyone who feels like they aren't fit to lead despite one or two failures. Granted, he actually isn't fit to lead. Plus, he's been more than one or two failures. He's, he's still the president. But no matter what happens, we are not giving him an extra year. Nobody's changed the constitution. He's out this year. Hopefully for somebody better and younger. Much younger. This election was one that also popularized the modern campaign, slogans, and songs. Now, there was no shortage of things to sing about when it came to William Henry Harrison. His supporters crafted a heck of a song based on his exploits at Tippecanoe. You know, saving the lives of other white men as they stole and waged war against indigenous people and won in 1811. The icing on the cake is that it was composed to the tune of a minstrel song. For those who are blissfully oblivious, a minstrel song in this context is a song sung... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to stop. It's a song song. It's a song that is sung at shows mocking black people. That's no laughing matter. Very popular back in those days. The song was called Tippecanoe and Tyler, also referencing his running mate, John Tyler. It was such a popular song and slogan that Van Buren supporters started to look for something of theirs to latch onto. Then, slogan, vote for OK was born. Because he wasn't an exceptional candidate in any way, but that was just OK enough for your vote. I'm kidding, that wasn't the reason. You see, 
Van Buren was born in Kinderhook. Kinderhook, New York. Definitely not adapted from something in German. And he was known by the nickname Old Kinderhook. Good old wordplay. Pretty soon, supporters of the Democrat president started forming OK clubs around the country. Dad, I want to be like you when I grow up. Don't worry, son. One day, when you're being strong, you will be okay. One day when you're big and strong, you will be okay. In a turn of events that nobody saw coming. Sure. Harrison's racist, sorry. Imperialistic, sorry. Very American supporters also began to adopt okay. But they used it in a smear campaign on Andrew Jackson, Van Buren's mentor. Scribbled Hey, you can't use our slogan for your campaign too. That's copying or something. Oh, don't worry. We're just using it to insult your candidate. Oh, that's all right, Dan. You have a good morning. You too, Pete. The editor of the New York Morning Herald wrote that Jackson was such a terrible speller that he believed that old correct spelt. O-L-E space K-U-R-R-E-K was the proper spelling of all correct. Correct spelling. And signed OK on all his presidential papers to indicate his approval. Public trolling of elected officials? Yeah, this is basically Twitter. But like, in this case, only a few people can tweet and the rest have to read or, you know, not download the app. Like today. <laughs> the myth spread far and wide and everyone who was on 1840 Twitter saw it. And if they weren't on Twitter, their friends would eventually tell them. Given what passed for violence at the time, one would have expected that Andrew Jackson would have sent down a strongly worded letter that would have had all the Congress people be like, ooh, he owned that editor hard. But he didn't. He didn't even attempt to get him sacked, let alone kill the man. No abuse of power. Nothing. Wow. In the end, if you don't know American history, like me and everyone else in the world, except weirdos and American high school leavers, Van Buren lost the election to Harrison. But Van Buren's... Yeah, I just have to come out of accent for this part. Van Buren's juju must have been very, very potent. Because Harrison had the shortest tenure in US presidential history. After dying on his 32nd day in office. I think Van Buren probably did something like, anybody that sits on this chair, the next few months, if it's not me, they will die. And if you're Nigerian, you know that doesn't sound so far-fetched. Harrison's vice president, Tyler, took over. That, that must be the plan with <clears throat> Emilio Kong. But God no go shimos. God no go shimos. Of course, seeing as OK lost, there was no more of that. At least, not as a presidential campaign slogan. The word OK was already a household slang, and by 1864, it showed up in the slang dictionary of vulgar words. Ooh, it was a dirty word, all right. While it became part of popular lexicon, its origins were disputed for more than 100 years. Some pointed to Van Buren and Johnson. Others thought it was based on the maker of a popular army biscuit, or in Kendall. Some thought 
there was a Choctaw chief, Old Keokuk. President Woodrow Wilson thought it even evolved from a Choctaw word he spelled, okay, okay. <laughs> it wasn't until American linguist Alan Walker Reed uncovered OK's true origins in the 1960s that we could finally point to a newspaper editor who couldn't throw fists. OK? OK. This episode was written in part by Ife Ulutayo. If you see him, squeeze 5K into his hand as he's now a copper. <sighs> right after that, billing. Another Monday, another joke. But you made it through and didn't die of laughter. We thank God. Our solemn mission is to share this episode with everyone. Friends, family, strangers on the internet, that guy that's toasting you, your lecturer, your boss, heck, your unborn child. Share the funny. Make sure to follow the podcast on all socials at Pod and follow me at Bio. Tweet about it, post screenshots of your favorite timestamps and moments. Tag me and I will respond. I'm not popular enough to air you yet. <laughs> The Joker community on WhatsApp is always looking for new family members. Join to get first-hand info about a podcast you love so much at the link in the description. What a joke. You're really calming this stuff up. Hiya, I'm Catchy, and I'm appearing on today's episode to announce the two lucky winners, or should I say, deserved, merited winners of the What A Joke Anniversary Giveaway. In second place, we have the ever-reliable and accurate What-A-Joke Alarm, Anella! Congratulations, Anella. You have won yourself What-A-Joke merchandise. Well done. Well done. And the winner of the grand prize, four recording sessions at the Jamid HQ, and also a pack of What-A-Joke merchandise is... The wonderful delectable, unstoppable, coach, coach yourself, Omotolani. What? Congratulations, ladies. And keep an eye on your socials for further instructions from the Jamie team. 